Hello there, Burned In Teacher, and welcome to episode 132 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. I am so glad you're here today. Uh, You know, this time of year can be really challenging and really exciting. You know, some of you are just getting back from spring break. Some of you are literally on spring break right now. And like me, you've probably already had it and are back in the classroom today. So you can have many different feelings here. You know, this is the time of year where we may have some disillusionment. We're feeling that burned out feeling. We are tired. We are uh, frustrated. We're being challenged in either different ways at this time of year, or we are continuing to face the same daily challenges that we have experienced since probably day one of school. And I have found, although I'm not feeling disillusioned or burned out, I have felt a lack of motivation. And that simply comes from coming back from spring break and hitting the ground running, as I'm sure many of you can connect to. What I want to encourage you to do is to Lean in and acknowledge that lack of motivation and find out where it's coming from. But then I want you to do something uncomfortable, and that is actually taking a step forward. As you know from some episodes in March, I have been challenged with some behaviors in my classroom that I've either never experienced before or have been had uh, or I've had to um, sort of face in a way that I've never faced before. And because you know that I subscribe to the burned in model, I decided that I am not going to sit back and continue to do the same things and expect different results. And that is where I found today's guest for the burned in teacher podcast. Her name is Andriana. She's a former kindergarten teacher turned SEL coach, business owner, and blogger behind The Active Educator. She supports elementary teachers in the areas of classroom and behavior management with her heart-centered teaching courses and membership. Now, I'm sure if you've listened to one of the latest episodes, you heard me talking about her heart-centered classroom management course that I enrolled in myself, and I have had tremendous success with it. And I'm so excited about how I can implement several more things from the course that I've learned in next year's class. So um, I really want to encourage you to listen deeply, take some notes, check the show notes also, because she's got some goodies for us as you'll hear in this episode. So I want you to take a deep breath and know that these challenges that you are facing can be temporary if you actually do something different for the sake of seeing different results. We're going to get really deep into that mindset shift today in this episode, and I really hope that you take it to heart, no pun intended, and please let us know if you have any questions. She will let you know her contact information, and you know you can always ask questions in the Burned In Teacher Podcast Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash burned in teacher. We're here to help you in any way that we possibly can. One more quick thing about this episode. If you stick around to the very end, I am going to answer a couple of questions from Ask BIT. And if you have a question, any question related to burned in teacher, your burnout story, your current challenge that you're being faced with, go ahead and go to burnedinteacher.com slash ask and ask a question and I will answer it in an upcoming podcast episode. All right, everybody, let's dive into this interview with Andriana. Burn on. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. 
I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you need someone in your life who can help to push you through challenging situations, heal from past trauma, or help you change your mindset and perspective, BetterHelp can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm a full-time teacher and a teacher burnout coach, not a licensed therapist. Sometimes your needs are deeper than what I can offer you as someone who is using their experience and success with beating burnout to support other teachers. And that's okay. BetterHelp is professional therapy done securely online. Available for everyone worldwide with weekly video or phone sessions and timely and thoughtful text-based check-ins and responses from your therapist all throughout the week if that's something you need. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional online therapy and financial aid is available. Go to www.betterhelp.com slash burnedinteacher to sign up and check out all of the testimonials. And if you sign up, you get 10% off your first month by using my link. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash burned in teacher. You'll get 10% off your first month with our promo code burned in teacher. That's all one word. Burn on. Andriana, thank you so much for joining us today on the Burn and Teacher Podcast. We're so excited to have, I personally am so excited to have you on because I have so many questions for you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I'm super excited to be here, Amber. Thanks for having me. So for anybody that does not know you or has not heard of the Active Educator, would you please tell us a little bit about you, your teaching journey, and what brought you to what you're doing now to support teachers and students? Yeah, sure. So my name's Andriana and I am a former kindergarten teacher in Michigan. So I currently live and teach in Michigan. Um, I am currently a full-time social emotional learning coach. Um, I support teachers in person and online in the areas of classroom and behavior management. Um, I also have some programs, my heart-centered 
classroom and behavior management programs and an online membership that I support teachers in those areas in. So I came to know you because we share the same website designer and she sent me your website as an example. And I just fell in love with it. It's very beautiful. It's, it's just very clear about what you do to help teachers and kids. And I'm, so I was looking at this from a design perspective at first, Mm -hmm. and then I started actually reading what you did. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need her program in my life. And I actually reached out to you on Instagram and I asked you two questions. I was like, I want to enroll in heart centered classroom management. How do I do that? And I want to have you on the podcast. So I did, I did enroll in heart centered classroom management and Andriana, it has changed the game for me. So thank you so much for what you do. Um, because, and if all of you are out there and you're like, well, hold on the burned in teacher had to purchase a classroom management program. Listen, (laughs) this is what, this is the epitome of what a burn in teacher is. I'm not going to sit around and wait for uh, professional development to be provided by my school. I'm not going to sit around and complain about my students' behavior. And I'm not going to continue to cry in the bathroom after school every day. I'm going to go out and I'm going to find the support that I need. Mm -hmm. So it, it is so, it has been so helpful. My kids have loved it. Of course, they don't know that I enrolled in a program, Right, right? but you're so so good at what you do. So I have so many questions starting with, (laughs) yeah, let's jump right in. (laughs) So what took you out of the classroom? You know, do you have a burnout story or, you know, how did it come to be that you, you know, you're this incredible kindergarten teacher that knows how to, you know, work with students, you know, with social emotional learning, you're so talented. What took you from the classroom to what it is that you're doing now? Oh gosh, what a journey it's been. So if we go back, um, let's, let's just go back to, you know, my first year teaching. So I taught first grade my first year. Okay. Me too. And okay. Yay. And, um, I loved it. I loved it so much. I, I am that classic story of the person who always knew they wanted to be a teacher, right? That was me through and through. I could have done anything else, but I just had it in my brain. Like, no, I want to teach. I want to teach. And I've always had like this natural ability with, with kids. And so it just, I just knew it aligned with my heart and everything. So the moment I went into the classroom, I remember my principal coming in for that first teacher evaluation and gave me this like glowing report, right? Like this, like, wow. And, you know, at that time he'd been a principal for, you know, a decade or whatever. So he'd seen other teachers teach and things like that. And he really was like giving me this feedback that I didn't even know I deserve. It was, it was hard for me to hear him say like, you know, I've never seen someone engage with students this way. And I've you're a first year teacher and da, 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 da. And that was all amazing and great to me. And I, I just didn't know how I came to do those things, right? Like what were my processes when I was engaging with students? How did I make all of that happen? Right. And so it really took a lot of, and you know, those first few years in first grade, I, I started recording myself teach. Okay. And that was like, I mean, this was what my, my first year. So 2015, I started recording myself teach just for myself. And I'm a very self-reflective person. Like I just, 
am all, and that can be good or bad, right? Like I'm always in my head thinking, how could I have done this better? What could I have said? How could, you know? And so I just started watching these videos of myself teach. And that was just for me at that time. Mm -hmm. Fast forward a few years in, I moved to kindergarten. Um, I started, so I did start sharing those videos online on my Instagram. And I, I mean, it just kind of took off. People started responding. Like teachers were like, how did you learn how to teach this way? Da, 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 da. Like, was this from this video? Was this from this book? And I really had nowhere to point them to because I, I didn't have one source where I learned how to do these things, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was where like August, 2020, I sat down and I said, okay, how am I going to support the teachers coming to me with this need of classroom management. That was like the biggest recurring thing that, that I was seeing teachers need support in was classroom management, classroom management. So I just sat down with a poster board and sticky notes and heart-centered classroom management was born. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And it is a phenomenal program. So that answers another question that I had because so your first year teaching was 2015. Yeah. That's about the time that I created Burned In Teacher for for my own reasons. Yeah. So that's really, that's really cool. Um, But so in the age of SEL being a pretty big buzz, buzz acronym right now, yeah. So I had questions on if there was, if there was in fact a certain book or a program or something where you had learned these things. So the answer is no, it just was very natural to you. The answer is no. And the funny thing too, is when I have these conversations with I was just talking to another teacher friend the other day. I said, SEL is such a buzzword right now. And if you had asked me like all that time ago, Andriana, are you implementing SEL? Like I would not have even known to tell you, but it was, it was embedded in everything I did was, you know, getting to the root of teaching kids like strong character and what it means, you know, all of these life lessons, like all of that was embedded in my classroom and behavior management structures. And I didn't even know it at the time. Mm -hmm. So it took like me really reflecting and putting those videos of me teaching out into the world and getting feedback from other teachers and what they needed for me to sit down and just build out these programs that now, like you had mentioned, have just really been, I don't know, life-changing for educators. And that to me has just been the biggest, um, you know, gift. My pizza's here. I'm going to, I'm going to wait on this though. This conversation's too good. <laughs> I am recording in my classroom, just so you all know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So here's something else that I wanted to, to tell you too, is that yeah. your program really spoke to me too, because as I was watching your videos on Instagram, I saw so many similarities between our teaching styles. You mm-hmm. and I love to use hand motions. We love to make up chants. I've made up chants and songs my entire teaching career of 13 years. Yeah. And so to hear you doing those things and then, and then to hear your process in your videos, um, of the heart centered classroom management course, I was like, oh my gosh, she is a teacher by my own heart. And I just, I really picked up on it naturally, but I do understand that there are teachers out there that their personality is not, you know, is not the same. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's totally okay. And I just, it just has really flowed really well into what I had already been doing. And that was the thing about 
um, when I found you is I already felt like my classroom management style was pretty good. I, I have great relationships with my kids, but yeah. I was just experiencing things that I had never experienced before. And it's, I, I say that it just really helped me to level up and I do yeah. plan on binge watching it again this summer and yeah. even improving things, you know, into, of course, the beginning of the year next year. Right. right. So your so your title now is an SEL coach. Is that for your school district or is that with your own business that you created? So it's a very part-time, we're a title one school. So mm-hmm. it's a very part-time title one. I don't know that it will exist next year. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason it made so much sense for me now was I, it was going to give me a little bit more time to spend on my business exclusively because mm-hmm. it is a part-time position, but it was also giving me that option to have like that foot in, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just seemed like a good idea to move into now, especially after last year with the course, um, well now courses. So now I have a suite of courses and I also have an online membership. So there's just, it was just way too much for me to continue doing both things full time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so, so you did not leave the classroom because you were feeling burned out or because you needed a change. This was just, you looked, no. it was an opportunity that was presented it was to you. An opportunity. Yes. Presented to me. And honestly, daily, I have the thought of, gosh, I miss having like that special group of kids. I miss being in front of kids every single day. Mm-hmm. I miss that so much. And I've had a few meetings with um, my school district discussing about, you know, options for me this fall and, and nothing is, I mean, I don't want to say right now because nothing is set in stone. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm praying on it and hoping that it all works out because I really do miss that. Let's face it. This year has been another doozy. And now that I'm back in the classroom, it has been more important than ever for me to stay focused on my core values mindset, goals, and my habits. As a teacher in today's world, it seems like there is always something new and hard that can easily throw our lesson and or life plans off track. But when I began to burn out many years ago for the fifth time in my six year teaching career, I told myself that crying to and from work, grading, prepping, and planning on nights and weekends, and Sunday scaries was just part of being a good teacher. The current challenges we're facing in education today are monumental. All of these challenges make balancing teaching and your everyday life seem unmanageable. Until now, teacher burnout has been hacked. In Hacking Teacher Burnout, I share my eight-step process I designed to help myself and other teachers navigate our way out of burnout. You see, out of my rock-bottom burnout moment, I learned ways to focus on what I can control while learning ways to let go of the things that are out of my control. My book shines a light on burnout as an opportunity for growth and change, and in it, I empower you to become a burned-in teacher, a happier, more fulfilled, efficient, and effective person in the classroom and in life. In Hacking Teacher Burnout, you will learn the steps you can take to discover your burnout type. Did you know everyone has a type? Take actions that are best for you depending on your type. Move through burnout rather than fight against it. Make time for things that bring you growth and joy and thrive, not just survive, personally and professionally. And of course, to prepare for hardship before it hits and to conquer it when it does. And right now, you can download chapter one for free. That's right, you can start your journey out of burnout using step one of my process on the house. 
Go to burnedinteacher.com slash free chapter today to get your first chapter on me. And there's no better time. After the year we've had, we deserve to use what I have designed to believe, think, say, and do different things in order to see different results in our lives. Go to burnedinteacher.com slash free chapter to get your free chapter today. You won't be sorry. Burn on. You know, I I don't know if you know this about me, but I did leave, I left the classroom in 2018 to okay. pursue burn and teacher full time. I had been at that point, I was doing some tech coaching and some workshops and things like that. And I'd been asked to lead some, you know, full day workshops at schools. And I had to say no very mm-hmm. often because I mm-hmm. was teaching full time. And I finally just took the leap in 2018 and, and stayed home. And then of course, you know, COVID happened, et cetera. But I decided about this time last year, I really started to have that itch. I was mm-hmm. quite honestly, I was very bored. Yeah. <laughs> it was too quiet. There was, you know, I love having my own time to do whatever it is that I want, but I am very extroverted and I wanted to be around my people. Mm -hmm. And so I finally made the decision. I'll never forget my husband's face. When I told him that I was going to apply for this kindergarten position, he was like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I've never done kindergarten before, Mm -hmm. but I am sure that it's in the district. It's in the same district my husband works in. So my values were very high, um, were were very highly met with going back Mm -hmm. to this district. And Mm -hmm. I am never looking back. Like this has been the best experience. And, um, and I have just really enjoyed having, being able to do both, being able to yeah, be the CEO incredible. in one hand, you know, and right. to be back in the classroom um, and to get to practice yeah. what I preach, right? Like yeah. there, there is that component of it where it's like, yeah, you know, you say to do these things, mm-hmm. but for it sure. must be, yeah, it must be easy for you to say that when you're not living it. Right. And right. Right. So it's, it's been really great to be able to, to do both of those things together. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm glad that you were able to find that like great fit. Yeah, I, know I, I feel very lucky. Difficult. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to a teacher who is struggling with their classroom management? You know, I reached out to you because I had done an, a couple of episodes talking about mm-hmm. my challenges mm-hmm. with my student behavior, the defiance, the disrespect. And, um, and that, that was another thing that it was just perfect timing to find Mm -hmm. you because I was really seeking help. Yeah. What would you say to a teacher who would, you know, according to my teacher burnout quiz, who would be burned and over it. They are just every day. It is a struggle with their kids. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you would say to them or encourage them to think about or to do to begin to turn things around? Yeah. So so now we have, so in my, both of my programs, I have heart-centered classroom management and I have heart-centered behavior management. Um, I think this year, especially as I have been coaching teachers um, full-time, the behavior is coming up a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think what I would say to teachers, first and foremost, is it's not your fault. First and foremost, it's not your fault that we are dealing with a lot of these extremely challenging behaviors, behaviors that some of my veteran teachers have not ever seen in their classrooms, right? And the fact of the matter is we've all undergone severe 
and varying levels of trauma the last few years, and we are not in the, the clear of it. There's still a lot of uncertainty right now. And I mean, we're adults and we are feeling unsettled. So I always try to help my teachers reframe their thinking of how are in this, this you know, un unfamiliar space and territory, it is really easy to feel unsettled and all of these big, strong feelings. So when our students are coming to our classrooms and they're unloading a lot of this onto us, I understand that teachers are feeling overwhelmed. I understand that teachers are feeling burned out because they're not feeling supported. But at the same time, we have, we are the adults, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to be willing to take action and to see, okay, something's not working here with, you know, how I'm responding to these behaviors. What can I do to help myself and help my students? Mm -hmm. So that is where we really do need to take initiative. And if we're not getting support, you know, with our school district. So I love how you mentioned you sought me out. You know, so you took that initiative on your own. And I think it really comes down to, like I said about me as a person, I'm very self-reflective. It comes down to those teachers stepping out of those situations and saying, okay, you know, if I'm leaving school every day and I'm in tears, if I'm, you know, struggling to get through to this specific student, what have I tried? What hasn't worked? So it's a lot of reflection, a mm -hmm. lot of reflection. And I know that's not what a lot of us want to hear. We want that quick, easy fix that like, okay, I'm just going to say this and abracadabra, those behaviors are going to melt away. And that's just not, that's not the case because a lot of these behaviors are so layered and they're coming with a lot of things underneath these needs that have not been met for a long time. And so there isn't a one. Yeah, I'm sorry. I could keep no, going and going. You stop. No, yeah. I, I just wanted to say that you and I, I knew there was going to be, I knew this is going to be a great conversation because you and I seem to have very similar perspectives when it comes to things like this, when it comes to hardship yeah. in general, yes. one of the big mindset shifts that I share with teachers when they first start to kind of lean into this whole idea of burned in versus burned out is yeah. that you have to change your mindset from why is this happening to me? Yes. Why, why does this keep happening? It's like that victim me? mentality. It's right? a total victim mentality. And you have to change that mindset to this is happening. What's my next move? 100%. Because it's, it's, it's easier in a sense to become the victim because then it's not your responsibility. And yeah, it, I blame. smiled really bigly too, or really bigly, really yeah. big too. Whenever you said it's not your fault, because I don't yeah. believe that burnout is your fault, but right. it is your responsibility to do yeah. something about it. Because if you yeah. don't change anything, nothing's going yes. on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if you don't change anything, nothing else is going to change and because you, no, yes, 100, you and our, yes, our kids cannot afford for us to not change, right? Because we are the adults. So it is our responsibility to say, okay, if something's not working, if I'm not getting through this behavior is continue to continuing to occur and it's hurting the child and it's hurting the class and it's hurting me. 
what can I do? So number one, like when I talk to teachers about behavior management, classroom management, it's always going inward first and doing mm -hmm. that critical reflection piece, because without that, we're not going to be ready to progress on and really get in into why the behavior is occurring and what we can do to support our students in those really stressful situations. Mm. It's so true. And depending on where you are in your burned in journey, you know, I have a whole spectrum. So I've got some mm -hmm. stages. So if you're a, if you're a stage zero and you're totally burned out or you're at a stage one and you're very cynical and very, you know, negative, you're hearing this and you're going, Whoa, wait a minute. Like you're just, you're not ready to hear that. And, and exactly in my experience, that just has to be okay. There has to be a breaking point though, where the, a decision mm -hmm. has to be made, mm -hmm. um, by, by you ultimately of whether or not you're going to make some changes or not. Um, or, yeah. But so, so you have also said something about, you know, building relationships. And of course that's sort of like a, almost like a broken record. Like, yeah, yeah, of course I need to build relationships, right? What does but that actually mean? What does exactly. that actually look like? And that is the problem. And my programs, I feel like I've given like such a step-by-step -step and I'm showing you how because it's so easy to just say, oh, well, you have to build relationships with your students. Well, duh, but also for our first, our beginning teachers and, you know, teachers who might not know exactly what that means. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so especially when it comes to our hard to reach kids, um, a lot of those students, I mean, you know, before you've even met them, you know about them. Mm -hmm. Why is that? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's really unlearning and undoing a lot of the way I tell a lot of the teachers that I work with too. So let's say I, and I always say when I'm, when I'm uh, talking about this specific student, I always give them the name Joey. Okay. So each year you're getting your student list, your new roster and whoever, you know, brings you your roster and you start talking to all your teacher friends and they say, Oh, Joey, Joey is, Oh my gosh. Well, you know, Joey, he was hitting everyone in preschool. He was this, he was that. So already Poor Joey, who you haven't even met yet, you're afraid of this student. Mm -hmm. You're worried, right? You have all these thoughts going around in your head about, oh gosh, well now Joe, I'm doomed. You know, I have little Joey and da 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 da. And my mission becomes to not have Joey fit that reputation that all of these other teachers are telling me about him. Mm -hmm. That becomes my mission because guess what? Joey comes into my class and he knows that he is being identified as that student. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that almost brings me to tears that, you know, we have a five-year-old who is identifying himself as being the bad kid, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And so I just think we have such a responsibility to help our students form these positive identity associations and really build their self-worth. And I'm, I'm convinced and I'm going to believe in Joey and no one's going to tell me that he's a bad kid mm -hmm. because I'm not going to believe it. Right. So the minute that you make that decision for that student, that's when it's everything changes. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about building relationships, it's you making that like mission and making it known that no, this is, this is where that ends. Like mm -hmm. all of that talk about Joey hitting and Joey, this and Joey, that, all of that negative talk, like this is where it ends. And 
this is a new, a new chapter for Joey. Yeah. And he's not that kid. And you know, what's really interesting too, about those, those children and where I think that kindergarten teachers have a special opportunity mm-hmm. is that they, we have an opportunity to show them that there is a different way to be. And I expect you to be as amazing as you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had a, a several students this year, again, this is my first year teaching kindergarten. I've never done yeah. it before, but there have been students that I have seen turn around and turn a corner. Um, there, you know, not every day is sunshine and rainbows, oh, believe in me, right? but they have turned a corner because they know that certain choices that they are making. I don't just stop with make good choices. We're going to make good choices today, but I'm specifically calling out when they are making fantastic specific choices Mm -hmm. and telling them how proud I am of them. And thanks to you, I trust (laughs) you, you know, saying those words to them, um, just letting them know that I know that you are capable of doing your very best every day. And that doesn't mean every day is going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I've just seen them, you know, I have kids who, who came in literally kicking and screaming, um, that they are now, they know that they are capable of so much more. And this is their first experience ever being shown that they are capable of so much more. Yeah. Um, so and they I just will remember, they will remember you for that forever. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about building relationships, it's everything that we're saying, it's you choosing to believe in that student day in and day out, even when they fall short a little, because mm-hmm. guess what? At the end of the day, we fall short sometimes too. Yeah. So these are like these really critical life lessons that we are teaching our students without even knowing it sometimes like, Hey, that's okay. We're all going to make mistakes. I make mistakes. I forget things. I need reminders. You do too. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's really shifting. I feel like a lot of us go into our classrooms and have this concept of like, well, I'm the teacher and do as I know and follow through. But really what it needs to change into is the teachers and the students are working together collectively as a team. Mm-hmm. And so when we, when we approach anything as a team, a team is better than just one, right? Always. Yeah. So yeah. bringing something to the class and saying, Hey, you know, everyone like, and I, we talk about this in heart center classroom management with, you know, our intentional repairs module, we talk about, okay, if we're having, if there's a challenge, if there's an issue of some kind, we bring it to the class and I pose it to the classes like, okay, how can we help the situation? What ideas do you all have? Can we go around? Everyone has a chance to share. So notice how different that environment is and becomes, it just, I mean, the feeling is completely different. It's Mm -hmm. safe to make Mm -hmm. mistakes in that environment. It feels okay that, you know, so-and-so maybe didn't say something very nice or, you know, because we're going to fix it together and we're Mm going to take care of it. We're going to grow from it. Mm -hmm. So it's just come two completely different environments when, you know, you're bringing in this heart centered work and when you're not and (laughs) instead you're blaming and shaming and ordering and correcting and directing and students aren't going to thrive in that type of classroom environment. I completely agree. And I, I'm never going to pretend like I don't make mistakes. Like I don't get frustrated with them or I don't raise my voice because I do. Mm -hmm. I'm a human being. And there have been times, especially when we're sharing our, our, uh, 
moments where we've been on the ball, you know, our yeah. yay moments and our oops <laughs> moments. There have been times where I have said, I have an oops moment. I raised my voice to you all today. And I want to tell you that I'm very sorry for raising my voice and I will try better next time to, you know, do things differently. However, it is that I word that in that moment, but, um, it, it, it is, is so powerful. It is powerful. And it helps me. It actually makes it a safe space for me yes. to, to apologize to them. I, and I've done this, you know, this is not the first year that I've, I've, I've always looked at us as a team because I've yeah. always looked at my classroom as I, I want it to mirror the environment that I would want to work in. Mm -hmm. I would never want to work in. And I have before actually worked in an environment where I, my leader like flips a switch on me and is, I, I'm like, wait, where did that come from? You know? And I don't, and it's volatile and it's scary. And I never know day to day what I'm going to get, you know, that is, that is not a fun, certainly not a fun place to be. And it's not for me, a, a, great place to grow or right. to be, you know, to feel brave like enough to try yeah. new things. Yeah. Right. Um, so I've always said that, you know, treat your classroom as if it's your work environment, you know, are you the boss that you would want to work for, you know? So, yeah. um, and I mean, so- in those moments of vulnerability, like when you get vulnerable with kids, that is how too you really build and nurture those relationships. Like they see you as a human being, you are not this like perfect and always, um, you know, has the right answer teacher, like you are a human being and you're showing them it's okay. Again, like we said, to make mistakes, to say things wrong. And, you know, the fact that you're showing up and you're admitting that to them and apologizing is so powerful because guess what? Tomorrow they're going to be able to go do those things and apologize Mm -hmm. when they Mm -hmm. feel like they've done something wrong Mm -hmm. and they're going to, it's going to be from the heart. Yes, absolutely. So speaking of from the heart, can you help us to understand what the difference is between heart-centered classroom management and heart-centered behavior management? Yes, I love that you asked this, especially because heart-centered behavior management is opening so soon. Mm -hmm. Um, So heart-centered classroom management is really your foundation, right? Your classroom management is everything that you are putting into practice with your whole group. So it's, you know, your routines, the expectations you set for your whole group of students. When we talk about your behavior management, it's a much more deep and intricate approach to building a toolkit of specific behavior management strategies. So let's say, you know, there are specific behaviors that you're dealing with, whether it's, you know, students who are blurting or students who are using disrespectful language, students who are, you know, being dishonest. So those are all specific behaviors and that's where heart-centered behavior management comes in. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting to me because that to me is like another level up. (laughs) Um, so I, I know I'm definitely planning on enrolling in heart centered behavior management because I have found so much value in the classroom management, uh, piece of it. So I'm really excited to enroll myself. Get ready. The behavior management one from what I've heard, this is what I, cause this one is just so much newer. Um, heart centered classroom management has opened, I think seven or eight times now. 20 since it first opened and heart center behavior management just opened for the first time, November of 2021. So this is mm-hmm. the second time it'll open, but from the students who have been working through it since the fall, um, they've just said, Andriana, wow, you really needed to prepare us because there is so much like internal work and they're like, wow, this is really emotional. And really like, I felt like I was going to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I thought, well, that's okay. Like, that's what this is all about. You know, that's well, how sign we get. Me up. <laughs> yeah, but that's just how we, you know, shed those layers. So that way we can go deep with our kids because mm. without it, you so know. What, what this sounds like to me is, it sounds like to me that this is just almost like opening yourself up to a completely clean slate of thinking about behavior, because mm-hmm. I know for, for teachers like me, and I don't consider myself a veteran teacher. I've only been teaching for 13 years. There are teachers right. who have been coached and molded over 30 years, 25 plus, right? <laughs> yeah. 25 plus years who have fallen into certain beliefs and thoughts and behavior patterns themselves that Mm -hmm. are not healthy, not Mm -hmm. only for, for their kids, but not healthy for their own mindsets. And it's causing teachers to leave the profession when it could be some very simple, maybe not easy, but very simple strategies and new habits to adopt, mm-hmm. um, that could really change the game for everybody. And that is what I am all about. You know, yes. I'm not here to make people who are absolutely miserable in the classroom, make them want to, you know, make them stay. Right. right. But on the other hand, I, I do. And that's why I wanted to have you on here so badly, because yeah. I do want to open the conversation to different ways mm-hmm. of thinking, believing, feeling, talking, behaving ourselves, right. because it can make, I mean, even a small shift in perspective can open the doors to an opportunity for so many different ways yeah. of going about your day. Yeah. And that's why I believe in what you do so much, because when people join the burned in teacher community, or they, you know, I always send a, a form of, you know, what brought you here? What's burning you out? behavior comes up over and over and over and over again. I cannot tell you Mm -hmm. it is the epitome of burned and over it (laughs) um, is, is classroom behavior. Um, so can you tell us how it is that people can find you where they Mm -hmm. can learn more? Um, what are their next steps for, for getting some support from you? Sure. So, okay. So I would absolutely say start with Instagram since that's probably where um, my presence is the loudest. Um, so it's at the underscore active underscore educator. I'm sure you'll have this all linked in your yes, notes too. Certainly will. Um, so definitely start with my Instagram. Also, my website is a great one-stop shop. It really outlines like my different programs. So um, your teachers can kind of read over and see maybe what fits their needs best. Also, Heart Center Behavior Management is opening April 26th um, for registration, and that cart will be open for five days or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only opens a couple times a year, so that's important to note too. Um, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much it, I guess. And you did tell me you have a couple of special things for the listeners of this podcast. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, so at the time of the cart open, I will provide your listeners and you can have this in the show notes too, with a special discount code. So if they choose to enroll in heart center behavior management, that discount code will get them 10% off the program. Awesome. Well, we will put that code in the show notes and in, um, in the information about this episode. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yes. You're so welcome. I'm super excited. Well, Andriana, it was such a pleasure talking with you this evening. I, it just, 
you, you can tell whenever people truly believe what it is that they are saying. And I can just, and I'm not trying, no pun intended. I can just tell that your heart is so in this. And, and I really, I really am so grateful for what it is that you do to support teachers and students. Thank you, Amber. Thank you so much for having me on. Isn't she fantastic? I just feel like she is a teacher by my own heart. We have so much in common, and I look forward to continuing to connect with her um, in the future, especially when it comes to helping me to meet the needs of my students um, with classroom management and behavior management. So I hope to see you inside the behavior management course with me by using the code that will be provided in our show notes for this show just for BIT podcast listeners. So... I'm going to dive right into a couple of questions from some Burned In Teacher Podcast listeners. So let's let's get right into these. The first question, the first question is from a teacher named Tana. And she said, I'm wondering about a special education support group. I'm finding that this year is hitting us very hard. First, staffing, especially in a self-contained program. Also, that admin don't know how to help sometimes because they don't understand it or know what to do. And also, that SPED teachers are being asked to do COVID protocol while kids have deficits that impede the demand to adhere to them. Is there a support group or could I start one for SPED folks to collaborate? This could also be that we do the burned-in process too, but do it together in a small group. All right, I have so many answers to this question. Uh, the first thing you asked is if there is a support group out there. And my first, my answer is 120% yes. I am not a SPED teacher, so I don't go out looking for SPED su- support groups. Um, but I know if you get on Facebook that you will find many. Now, one that I can personally recommend because I know her and she is such a sweet person and really cares about the profession and serving special ed students. And she offers support for teachers. Her name is Kara Giff. That's G-U-I-F-F. She does have a Facebook group. It's called Giff Goodies for Education. I will link to that group in the show notes. And you can also find her on Instagram at Kara Giff. That's at K-A-R-A-G-U-I-F-F. So her mission is to help teachers perfect their craft, not reinvent it, offer training in edutech intervention, productivity, UDL, and taming paperwork, the, that paperwork mountain. Um, and you know, we, we all need some help in that, right? But her uh, special gift is um, is with special education teachers and meeting the needs of their students. So I would really encourage you to follow her or to go on a on a big search um, for maybe multiple groups to find the one that will meet the needs of Utana. Okay. The next question you had or sort of something that you alluded to is you starting a support group. And my answer to that is 120% yes. You know, you can be the change that you want to see. And if you are hearing from other teachers either in your in your actual building or district or friends that also teach special education in other schools or districts, absolutely you could create a support group or a mastermind. You know, find a book that you could read together 
um, that's related to serving special education students. You could go, you know, you could split the duties of finding people to follow on Instagram or heck, even TikTok. I'm finding so many wonderful resources on TikTok and uh, Facebook groups. You know, I do hear a lot of people say, you know, I'm not on social media. I'm going to stay away from it. I totally respect that choice. But I do want to say with that choice, you are also, you are keeping that negative energy out of your life. I do understand there's a ton of negativity out there. However, you're also guarding yourself from a lot of beautiful, helpful, strategic, and intelligent people who are helping a lot of people out there on social media. So I do want to encourage you to think about that. Um, There's also blogs and YouTube videos and, of course, podcasts that you could find simply by taking the time that's necessary to find the help that you need. Now, I know I say the T word, time, right? And you're saying, you might be saying, I don't have the time to search. Well, I I do want to tell you, I do subscribe to the belief that if you don't make the time, then you are going to continue to do the same things and wishing and hoping for different results. If it is important important enough for you to see the changes that you want to see, you are going to make the time, not find the time to do this. So I want to encourage you, Tana to mark some, block out some time in your calendar within the next week to um, to go searching, to look up Kara, to ask her some questions, um, either in IG DMs or, you know, join her Facebook group. Just dive right in and ask as many questions as you have specifically to your situation. So hopefully this was helpful, Tana. And if you have any additional questions related to what I suggested here, I really encourage you again to jump into the Burned In Teacher podcast Facebook community at facebook.com slash groups slash Burned In Teacher. There have been a lot of really brave individuals that have jumped in, asked really deep questions, and have gotten a lot of support. So I hope this was helpful, Tana. My next question is anonymous, and it is all about um, coaches and tech specialists, all right? So how do you deal with teachers who dismiss or hate coaches or tech specialists, et cetera, who don't teach in the classroom? It's our job to support those teachers, and many of us love to support them and do it well. If If that part of my job was better, it would reduce a huge amount of stress. Okay, so I have a short form and a long form answer to this question um, for whoever this is out here. And I love instructional coaches, tech coaches. We need you all out there. But I do understand that not everybody shares that sentiment and that gratitude for those positions. You know, I've been having some conversations with some friends around this idea of resentment and when you, uh, one thing I want to encourage whoever it is out there in the world that asked this question is that you do use the word um, hate. All right. I do want to encourage you to change your mindset and change your self-talk around how they're feeling about you. Um, the fact is, is we don't know what battles people are facing. We don't know um, what they're thinking. We, I mean, you are making an assumption about how they're feeling about you and you are putting a label on that feeling. So I want to encourage you to think about them as you would think about a child who is struggling in your classroom. Something is happening in their life that is causing them to resent you or causing them to dismiss you. And I think that the quicker that you detach yourself as the reason for their dismissal and the reason for their resentment, I think will help you to come at your support for them at a little bit of a different angle. You know, resentment comes essentially from the feeling of jealousy and 
I mean, if we get down right down to the root of it. And that jealousy could be for a couple of different reasons. They are struggling in their classroom and they're looking at you who does not have to, quote unquote, deal with the, the pressures of um, having your own classroom every day. You don't have to deal with the behaviors. You don't have to deal with the lesson planning and the grading. And to a certain um to a certain extent, I mean, you can't really blame them, you know. Uh, your job is hard in different ways, but they don't see that. They only see the fact that you're walking in in the middle of possibly a very stressful day and um, and they're saying, yeah, it must be easy for you to do this job that you have without all of these added um, pressures and expectations. And um, so I, I want you to, <laughs> I want you to really think about how that might make them feel. Now, this is not to say that you're strutting in, you know, um, and talking about how amazing it is to be um, an instructional coach or an ed tech coach and gosh, it's so amazing and I wish you could do it too. You know, you're not doing things, I'm sure, that are causing him or her or maybe even the small group of people to, um, to dismiss you the way that you feel that you're being dismissed. The other thing that, um, that I want to encourage you to think about is your um, is how you're coming at starting conversations and maybe starting a coaching cycle with these teachers. Um, you know, what I feel is really important is that you consult your principal or whoever it is that you're answering to about your feelings. Um, you're not, you know, you're not you know, snitching on teachers that are, you know, that are maybe treating you poorly, but you're, you're coming at it from an angle of, you know, I'm finding that I'm, I'm feeling this feeling of resentment and frustration from teachers that I'm trying to help. And I, I'm, I really need some help in knowing how to address these, um, these challenging receptions that I'm getting from some teachers. And hopefully your administration, or again, maybe the person that you answer to, uh, your district coach, um, can, can offer you some suggestions. But one thing that I can suggest, um, from my perspective is coming at it from an angle of seeking to understand and maybe asking the teacher, what is really hard for you right now? Can you help me understand, you know, what challenge you're being faced with on a daily basis? Basis that I could possibly help you find some answers to. Um, one thing we don't want to do as coaches is come at a situation where someone is extremely challenged, burned out, um, even angry. You know, they are at that stage zero of burnout, and we can say, "Hey, I have this thing for you that I know will be helpful to you. I know you didn't ask for it, but I know I know it'll be helpful. It's been helpful to a lot of other people." Um, Coming at this from an angle of them thinking you're coming to them feeling like you have all of the answers to, to a possible situation that's making them miserable on a daily basis is definitely not the way to come at the situation. So based on the way you ask the question, you know, um, you, it sounds like you love what you do and you want to support them and you want to do it well, then sometimes that can come across as overly <laughs> – a little over over energetic in a um, in an environment that is exhausted, frustrated, and um, and doesn't at this point see the benefits of having someone else come in and help them. Um, also, you know, some people just don't have the personality and the um, the vulnerable the level of vulnerability that it takes to ask for the help that they need. So please know that this this probably isn't personal. This could be because they are just 
that's not their personality type to to want or to ask for the help that they need. So it's going to it, it just like serving a student, it's going to be continually showing up, letting them know that you are here for them, and possibly even asking if you could sit in and and watch some lessons or, um, again, ask, just straight up asking them, what is something that's really challenging you? Because I want to be a system of support for you. There's no judgment. And, um, you know, part of being a good teacher or being good at anything is being coachable. And, you know, Olympians have coaches. <laughs> um, there are people millions of people around the world that have life coaches that are helping them to deal with, you know, growing, um, growing in their successes in life. And it's no different for a teacher. And so I hope that, you know, one of these, one of these suggestions, one of these questions, one of these perspectives can help you to take some steps in, um, in another direction with some of these teachers. Um, I also want to let you know that there are some really great books um, for helping coaches, instructional coaches. Now, so even if you are an instructional coach or a writing coach or a math coach, no matter what kind of coach title you have, that there are some really great books out there uh, for helping coaches to connect with the teachers that they're working with. So I have a, um, I have a friend that I'd love to connect you with as well. She is my good friend named Gretchen Bridgers, and she's the creator of the Always a Lesson podcast, and her mission is to empower teacher leaders to become more effective for those that they lead. So from peer mentors and cooperating teachers leading in their classrooms to instructional coaches leading in their school building. So she is a phenomenal uh, coach to coaches. So you can look her up on alwaysalesson.com and on Instagram at alwaysalesson.com a dot lesson. She is extremely kind and knowledgeable and has been a very good friend to me for a very long time. So I know that she will be really helpful in you getting the resources and the support that you need to support your teachers. So as always, if um, if whoever ask this question. If you have any other questions that stem off of your original Ask BIT submission, please feel free to ask another question at burnedinteacher.com slash ask or go into the Burned in Teacher podcast Facebook community at facebook.com slash groups slash burned in teacher. And we are here to support you um, and uh, help you to move forward with this current challenge. All right, Burnin' Teachers, this is the final question that I'm answering today. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Burnin' Teacher Podcast. And until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burnin' Teacher Podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.